With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Anthony Siciliano. Andrew Siciliano. I have a man crush on one Andrew Siciliano. Hey, hi. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If they had won, would Steve Wilkes still be the DC today? Um, I think there's a strong chance that Kyle makes a change anyway. Earlier on the show, pro football focus analyst Brad Spielberger, ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin, still to come, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. On a Friday, heading towards the weekend NBA All-Star Weekend, we got Tiger trying to make the cut here. He tees off in the next hour at Riviera, the Genesis Invitational, um, and it is officially now draft season as well. Chris Brockman, Michael Del Tufo, I called you Michael for whatever reason, sorry, Del Tufo, <laughs> and a TJ Jefferson, as always, making sure I don't break anything here and we somehow get through the show before Rich comes back on Monday. Um, we mentioned earlier the Jimmy Garoppolo suspension two games for PED policy violation. Um, that's going to get rid of his guarantee. He's basically losing $11 million and the Raiders can now cut him. Okay, we'll talk more about that at the Combine coming up in a couple of weeks. And then free agency opens up on the 11th. The new league year begins on the 13th. We are marching towards draft season. We are inside of 70 days now until the NFL draft. And Bucky Brooks is working around the clock, therefore... Bucky, I thank you here from NFL Network, obviously, for taking the time. And you got TA today. Thanks, dude. Hey, man, what's going on? Um, your list is going on. So, Bucky, and this this is going to change. Like, you, you update this throughout draft season. You put out your first top five. So, you have a top five at every position. Um, the quarterbacks, you have Caleb at number one, which obviously everyone knows. Bucky, for those who don't know, Played at UNC before going to the NFL. Mm. Played for Mac Brown in the first Mac Brown administration in Chapel Hill. Bucky, where do you have Drake May? <laughs> um, I may get my target card temporarily revoked because right now I have Drake May third behind Jaden Daniels in the quarterback landscape. And part of it is due to, if we're going to be honest with the assessment and we're looking at the tape, Jaden Daniels outperformed Drake made last season. Uh, when you look at what Jaden Daniels did at LSU, you look at how he dominated the game as a passer and as a runner. When you look at his upside and what he could do right now, I have to put him ahead of Drake May. When I look at Drake May, um, I know personally, because I know his dad, I know his family, like A1 dude, all the intangibles, great leadership ability, like everything that you could want. But 
last year the performance didn't necessarily match the hype. And if we're doing it based off of tape, which is what you want to do, the production from Daniels exceeds the potential and the projection that Drake May has right now. And we'll see how it continues to play out as we get to the combine and through pro days. Do you think that's their draft order? Gosh, I know we're so early. We're three months. We're three months out here. But do you think it goes Caleb, Jaden, Drake May? You know, like I I think a lot of it depends on, one, how does the draft order stay? Do we stay with the Bears, Commanders, and Patriots? Uh, I think that'll have an impact. The other thing when it comes to the Commanders and being specific to the Commanders, Drake May's former teammate, Sam Howell, is right there. Uh, when Drake May entered Carolina, Sam Howell was the star quarterback at North Carolina. And Drake kind of sat and waited and watched uh, while Sam Howell did his thing his final season. Drake took over, had two really good years at North Carolina. Uh, if it's a situation where you're Adam Peters and you're thinking, okay, we really like Drake May. Maybe some of the inexperienced stuff kind of bothers us. We have Sam Howell in place. Maybe Sam Howell starts, and when Drake is ready, maybe that's the secession plan. Uh, I think there are a few different options when you're at the top, um, and you're talking about the commanders in specific. Like, they could take Jaden Daniels because you have a quarterback guru in Cliff Kingsbury who's done things with athletic quarterbacks like Kyler Murray. Uh, I think the board is wide open. I think it ultimately comes down to the interview process and who – do you feel more comfortable with as the face of the franchise going forward? All right. And, and for those who don't know here, um, Bucky walks the walk here. Uh, Bucky, I feel like sometimes when we're talking on NFL Network all the time, like no one reads what we call the tombstone here, like the, the, the bottom corner of the screen with your resume. Um. So for those who don't know, um, Bucky played big time college football in the ACC. Bucky played in the NFL, multiple positions in the NFL. Bucky was a scout for years on the road in the NFL. He has sat in draft meetings. He's not just some talking head here on TV. All right, so Bucky, you have been through these meetings. You have done these interviews. And obviously now you spend most of your year here prepping for the draft. You have Penix four and you have JJ McCarthy at five. We had on Trevor Sycamore, one of our friends from PFF yesterday. And he said something which has gotten a lot of traction on social media. It's kind of a bold statement. It makes sense, um, but it sounds weird when you say it. He said that J.J. McCarthy controls the draft. Let me explain. His thing was Caleb, Jaden, Drake May, as we just discussed, or Caleb, Drake mm-hmm. May, Jaden, one through three. Let's say they go one through three. That J.J. McCarthy, in his eyes, was clearly four. And if you can't get up into the top three, and you're one of those mm-hmm. QB needy teams, then the rush to get J.J. McCarthy is on. Do you buy that? Uh, potentially. I think he is the uh, the mystery of the draft. He's an X factor, right? And the reason why he's the mystery is because you watched him win a ton of games at Michigan, but you never really saw him as the driving force of their offense. Uh, they ran the ball. They did a bunch of good things with their defense. So he just kind of managed the game. And at a time where game managers is kind of a polarizing term, uh, he did a really good job in that vein. However, when you talk to the people around Michigan and they talk about his athleticism and how he moves and you watch him spin it, uh, look, he can throw it with the best of them. You just haven't seen him have to do it in games. It's 
it reminds me a lot of Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert was having that final season at Oregon and you wanted to see more and you really didn't see it until the end, the uh, Pac-12 championship game and then the Rose Bowl where you saw him kind of utilize kind of all of his uh, talents and tools. We haven't seen that from J.J. McCarthy, but, man, he's really intriguing because size-wise, athleticism, arm talent, leadership ability, and then just winning, he checks off a lot of boxes. And when it compares to Michael Penix and Bo Nix, he's kind of the mystery that he hasn't been around enough. We don't know. But, man, what he could be makes you maybe take a chance on him over those guys who played a long time in college. And again, he is kind of a wild card here. And yeah, I mean, if you like him better than Penix, I mean, most people see McCarthy in the first round, don't necessarily see Penix in the first round. Bo Nix, I know you have him as kind of a wild card there as your sixth quarterback, you know, also in the conversation. Talking to Bucky Brooks, his list is up on NFL.com, the top five at every position, at least the preliminary view here three months out. You have Brooks, Benson, Quorum, Irving, and Estime, or Estime, rather, from Notre Dame as your top five backs. We don't see a first-round pick there, right? No, not a first-round running back. I think um, for years we talked about devaluing running backs. This year I think the value is appropriate. I don't believe there's a first-round pick in the bunch. Okay, you and Daniel Jeremiah on the Move the Sticks podcast always, always talk about traveling together, meaning players are are – rated closely or ranked closely on draft boards and that they're going to be part of the same conversation throughout this entire process. I think it's going to surprise people that you guys have Roma Dunze right up there. The kid from Washington with Mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people will be surprised uh, until they really look at the Washington standout. Adunze is a great player. I think you can liken his game to the game that you see from Jamar Chase in terms of just an overwhelming physical presence, plays with physicality and ruggedness on the perimeter, outstanding ball catcher, uh, can win contested catches down the field, just kind of utilizes his leaping ability or just physically overpowering people. Terrific with the ball in his hands after the catch. Uh, the comparison to me with Jamar Chase is about that. Jamar Chase isn't necessarily the route runner he's the playmaker i kind of see ronan duze in that vein with marvin harrison jr um there's been a lot of fanfare and hype around his play and production over the past two years he is a terrific route runner he does have great pedigree obviously hall of fame dad who did it for a long time in the league he can do a bunch of special things however i kind of see him kind of like uh larry fitzgerald like just solid over round Oh, like overall player that can kind of win as a number one in a few different lanes. I think the trick will be, let's see what these guys look like when they run at the combine. Let's see what they look like when it comes to running routes. Uh, I think the conversation is a little closer between those guys vying for number one than I think we've talked about for most of the uh, regular season. Uh, heading into draft season. Fascinating. The rest of the list there for that, that Bucky has on NFL.com at wideout. Um, you got the two LSU guys, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, three and five, and Keon Coleman. Obviously, how fast he runs is going to be a storyline in two weeks in Indianapolis. He is sitting there from FSU at number four. Brock Bowers, Jatavian Sanders, I think clearly above mm-hmm. and beyond everyone there at tight end. Cade Stover's in the conversation. Um, the offensive tackles, Bucky, this kind of reminds me. And your rankings, by the way, Joe Alt, Notre Dame, Olufashanu from Penn State, number two, Taliesi Fuaga from Oregon State, the right tackle at three, uh, Mims from Georgia at four, and then J.C. Latham from Bama at five. Bucky, does this remind you a little bit of 2020 when it was Wirfs and Thomas and Wills and and Becton and 
I think a lot of teams, they certainly had preferences, but a lot of them were just like, I'm cool with one of those guys, um, but they're all going to go reasonably early. You know, I think it's a really good offensive tackle class, and I think there are more names. The, 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 the bad part about doing a top five list, it doesn't mean that you get all the first-rounders or potential first-rounders that could come off the board. But when you look at the class from top to bottom, just rock solid. Guys that are plug-and-play guys, guys that have length, guys that have the physicality and toughness to move people off the ball in the run game, but they still have the patience uh, and nimble feet to be able to do it in the pass game. Uh, I think if you're stuck, in, and when I look at this draft class, ton of wide receivers, ton of offensive tackles. There are a few edge guys, uh, and then it's loaded at cornerback. Those are the strengths of this year's draft. Um, so depending upon where you're picking and what you need, you can get those guys early, or you can say the depth of the class is going to make it where I can circle back around and get them in the second and third round and address a weaker position. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility in that. The thing that everyone has to know, not only when it comes to offensive tackles and those things, I think a lot of people around the league will tell you that the draft falls off tremendously once you get to the fourth round or below. The lack of juniors entering the draft, the overall um, I would say the eroding effects of COVID and the way that it kind of separated all the classes has weakened the depth in this class. So you may see a lot of people punt on their late round picks, accumulate more picks for future years, because this year's draft is kind of top heavy when we talk about the totality of the draft, not necessarily the depth that we've had, but the offensive tackle class is outstanding. And let, let me put an exclamation point on that. I, we mean that this year more than any other year. I, you, you hear that sometimes, mm-hmm. oh, this is not a deep class, like, you know, don't see many day three guys we'd want to draft at all. Mm-hmm. There are so many six year guys in, in this in this draft. So many guys that that should have been in the draft that went back to school. Um, just just so many guys with three transfers and older players. This is mm-hmm. this is one of those odd drafts where you're going to see a lot of teams on day three trading down and trading out and punting until next year. Um, Bucky, I know you got an HBCU combine coming up. You got a lot of stuff in New Orleans as well, but just fast forward to Indianapolis here. Give me one guy that you are looking forward to seeing work out, whether it's run, jump, spin it, three cone. Let's get the three cone geeks in here. Anything, one guy that you're like, hey, when we get out of Indy, everybody is going to be talking about that guy guy and what he did working out okay we're gonna talk about daniel jeremiah's pet cat uh quinion mitchell Mitchell, the cornerback from yeah the cornerback from toledo and the reason why i'm excited to see him work out because i didn't get a chance to see him up close and personal at the senior bowl but the buzz coming out about the senior bowl was he not only looked like he belonged but he looked like he might be the best guy there and if he is the best guy there then he's gonna have a converse uh, uh opportunity to be the best guy at that position i mean this is a kid who's long he's explosive he's done it for a long time you look at the production the on-ball production in terms of breakups and all those things he has that the one thing that you want to see when you talk about a guy from like a mid-major that's what they would call in basketball mid-major program let's see what he looks like against the big boys but we had a chance to see that at the senior bowl well now you want to see him work out if he puts on a wow performance at indianapolis oh man lights out you talk about how soon this guy could go. You talk about top 15, top 10. Um, 
he has an opportunity to go sky high in the draft, and it just would be kind of the accumulation of this guy just checking off all the boxes throughout the process. And he, he has a chance to go ahead. Of, I mean, you, you think he's got a chance to be the number one corner. I do. Like ahead of Arnold and yeah. Wiggins, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that that explosiveness that he could display could certainly make it where a people are very, very comfortable with him being the number one corner in the draft. And Bucky, I know you weren't there. You were you were in Dallas at East West, but the uh, the battles between Mitchell and, and Roman Wilson, the Michigan wide those were fun oh yeah good wide out good yeah. wide out for michigan and it's a great test because he's a route runner and so when you can see guys that can go nose to nose and cover route runners uh those are the hardest guys to defend in the league that gives him a chance to have a lot of success as a pro bucky i'm uh for chris brockman over here as we say goodbye um i didn't even bring up until now the uh the syracuse carolina game from tuesday I don't even I don't even remember that. We've already turned the page. Our, our eyes are forward. <laughs> we're already we're already on. Yeah, we're all on to the next. We can't sit there. You know, Rich. I mean, Andrew, if you sit there and drive looking in the rear view, you're gonna crash. We're on. We're looking out. <laughs> we're gone. Eh, two <laughs> hands gone. on the wheel. Hey, you know what? It's okay. Hey, you lose by thirty six, and then you come back and you beat them the next time. I, I mean, mean, look, man. Look, you should give a warning that you're gonna play the zone. They've sworn off the zone. They said, "Oh, we're man to man team." We put that that left with Jim Beheim, and then they decide that they want to break out the two three zone. Catch my guys completely off guard. Can't shoot. We can't do anything. The game is all slow and muddy. It's like an old <laughs> Big East game. I didn't know what I was what I was looking at. I was waiting for Pearl Washington to run out. Yeah. <laughs> You had Adrian Autry instead. I mean, just Bucky, actually all three of us, what hit me watching that game was like, we're aging. It's like Adrian Autry and Hubert Davis coaching the game. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? I know. I know. I mean, Hubert Davis um, was there when I was there. Like, not quite a classmate, but almost. I mean, geez, I remember when the Dean Dome used to yell, Hugh, when he used to hit threes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. It's wild. College basketball is still fun. You just got to go look for it. That's all. Um, and also, you should go look for Bucky's list. It's on NFL.com right now. Top five at every position, which Bucky will update. He'll update after the combine, update after the pro days, and Bucky will be there all the way on NFL Network and NFL.com for those pro days and for the combine as well. Bucky, travel safely. Appreciate it. I know you're busy today, man. See you soon. Hi, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bucky Brooks, everybody. Speaking like of I that said, Syracuse, uh, yeah. North Carolina game, did you guys ever rush the court when you were there? I never did. You're a little. You, you want to have this? You want to go there? You're a little ahead of me, but yeah, sure. Let's do it after the break. Okay, um, let's do it after the break. And let me just pump up Bucky here real quick. So there are a few people that like have have done what Bucky has done. Bucky was a second round pick, um, and he played in the league at both wide receiver and defensive back, and, and as a kick returner. Okay, and then his career cut short, but he, he immediately turned to scouting. Right, he was on the road, like started at the ground level. Second round pick started at the ground level. Right, worked his way up as a scout. Right, into front offices. Um, notably, there were the Carolina Panthers. Um, he has been through all these draft meetings. He has been the scout. He has, you know, you know, gone to campuses and 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 you know, and talked to coaching staff. He's done all of that. Right, like road warrior as a scout. The other thing too, as well, Bucky is a championship high school football coach. Right. Bucky coaches here in LA won a city title last year mm. in 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 his school's what do you call it division class whatever it is right they threw one pass all year one whoa one okay so 
Buck Hughes, a second round pick, played in the league, damn good scout, like championship high school football coach, and he's really good at TV. Man of many, many, many well-worn hats. His his numbers are on NFL.com. Anyway, I digress. Storming the court, good or bad, and how does it compare to putting your feet on the wall of a plane? Coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Where did Stefan come from? Did that, uh, was that, that came from, uh, two things. John Mullaney wrote that with me and John, I, it deserves a lot of credit for Stefan because mm-hmm. he wrote so much of the rhythm of that and the, and the specifics of it. And clearly I found it funny, uh, cause I laughed every time, uh, we did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever did it where I didn't laugh. John will put in <laughs> different things or he'll tell me as I'm walking out, I'll tell you, I know you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff and break in the middle of a scene, but that's oh, just I broke amazing. every time. You yeah, did. the first time was we had a club promoter named Amnesia Bern- Bernstein, and it didn't really get anything. And then he goes, Amnesia Bernstein didn't really get anything. And he goes, oh, I'll change it to something else. And then as I was walking out, he goes, oh, I changed Amnesia Bernstein to Gay Leota. <laughs> And I started laughing. So the minute I roll out, I'm like, All right, the other one was, uh, sorry, the other one that made me laugh was he said, he'll change a little things. We had a, we had, we had written a, uh, uh, also at the club was um, a two-year-old Ultimate Fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. He's got fists like empanadas and he's addicted to ecstasy. That's what we wrote. And then he wrote, 
So it was like two year old, uh, two year old, two year old Ultimate Fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. Uh, he's got fists like imp- he's got fists like empanadas, and they turn the cue card. And it said, "He's my best friend." <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen show, everybody. Um, again, I referenced the clip coming back into the Roku channel. I, I never got past season one of Barry. I need to go back and watch the other seasons. Oh, man. Of Betty? Betty. 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 Not a comedy. Not a comedy. Need the, to go back uh, and watch. The later seasons. Betty. I <laughs> uh, need to go back and watch. Masters of the Air. Very good right now. Also, criminal record on Apple. Anyway, I digress. Um, well, coming to Apple tonight, the Patriots Dynasty oh, yeah, uh, documentary. Yeah. Hey, we all hate oh, That's tonight? The coach. Anyway. Yeah, so it's every okay. Friday for the next five weeks, two episodes a week. Okay. I am sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk. Same. I believe Brockman's desk also, like this desk furnished by Granger, they're beautiful, solid, amazing desks. Supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Coming up momentarily, an update on Jason Kelsey's luchador mask. But before we do that, <laughs> you, Brockman, we went to break. We're talking about Syracuse uh, stunning. Eh, well, I don't know if I want to say stunning. Get to that in a second. But beating number seven, North Carolina, the Carrier Dome, this past Tuesday night, three nights ago. It was great. Like, awesome. I was happy. I don't scream and yell and jump on my table anymore for SU basketball because it's been a rough couple of years. It I still love been. them, right? I'll get back there. That's not being a fair-weather fan. It's just you temper your expectations, but yep. that game that game was great. Game the kids day. rushed the court at the Dome. Before I say what I want to say, you brought up the you you brought up the question. So why well, asked if you had ever done it in your? I never did in your years. I, I normally also was was calling the game on student radio on right. WAER eighty eight point three. Sure. Do you FM. remember if the students ever did rush the I court? I don't your remember. Year or... and, and the big games that we had at the dome, we certainly wouldn't do it for a conference game. Um, we had like Arizona come in one year, I think, with Damon Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we won that game, to be quite frank. We had Kentucky come in one I No, I, I don't remember a rushing of the court. And I was there, um, I'll, I'll age myself, I was there 92 to 96. So my freshman year was Lawrence Moten, and my senior year was John Wallace and the right. uh, the run uh, to the Final, final Four. four. Right. Yeah. We did not overlap. I was 98 to 02. I do remember, uh, I can't remember if it was my freshman year or sophomore year, uh, UConn was, I don't know if they were number one, but they mm-hmm. were definitely in the top three and we were not ranked. And I remember we upset them at the dome and stormed the court. I do remember that. Were you on the court? I did. I did do it. Everyone was doing it. Student Why section. You kind of get, and also you can kind of feel it happening and you do get kind of caught in the wave of, you just kind of get pushed down. Right. Yep. Which is scary. Which is pretty scary. And then the game's over and you're like, well, I'm on the court now. And, I mean, there was no cell phones back then or anything, no camera phones. So you're just kind of on the court, and then the players go by, and you're patting them on the back like, that was awesome, man, great job. And so you kind of get caught up in the wave yep. of it. Then it's, it's like, I got to go home. And then it's like, well, okay, I got to get out of here. And right. 
get sucked out the dome doors. But yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there are airlocks. That's what he means. The airlocks at the yeah. carrier dome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, like, so here's my thought of this. And this kind of goes back to the Pat Summit conversation or, or the women's basketball thing uh, that we opened the show with. And that was when I was a younger, I would say, angrier, more immature sports radio host. I used to do, I had my material, we all have our go-tos. One of my go-tos was like, don't storm the court, act like you've been there, right? Mm. Expect success. Sure. I, I have moved off that now. And I have gotten to, hey, they're kids. If they want to have a good time, college is college. Like, storm the court. As long as nobody gets hurt. Right. right? And be safe. Those things can be scary for both the fans, as you said, and for the players on yeah. the court. Yeah, definitely. Right? I mean, we've seen bad things happen. So as long as everyone stays safe and everyone has a good time, I have no problem with kids storming the court. That said, there is still part of me that says, for a program like Syracuse, expect victory. Right? Expect victory you shouldn't be elated and stunned and shocked that you won a game on your home court. The other team, regardless of their rank, should be the one celebrating when they win on your home court, right? You pack 32,000, 33 sometimes in that building. It is loud, right? Your home court should be defended and you should never storm your home court when you beat any team any team unless for some reason like it's the final four which the final four has never been there opening rounds obviously used to be the carrier dome a lot more frequently than they are now i've been to some of those that's different all right su would never be in their own building there for that it would never happen it's not like Carolina and Duke always getting to play in Charlotte or Greensboro because the ACC had preferential status and no one from the ACC ever had to play a tough game until they got to the Final Four. But like the old ACC, when we were still in the better conference, the Big East, and not subject to ACC basketball, but I digress. Oh, Big East. <laughs> yeah. Did I just get angry there? I love it. A little bit, but uh, anyway, I warranted. did. I'm an old Big yeah. East guy. Yeah, I love it. We, we all are. Expect, expect yeah. victory. So, like, when we beat Allen Iverson back in the day, I say we, I went there, I paid tuition. Well, someone did. Um, like, expect victory. Like, no, no, no. They should be happy if they win here. We expect to beat you guys. We expect to beat Ray Allen and UConn. We expect to beat Terry DeHair. Uh, Terry DeHair. Terry DeHair. Oh, yeah. Right? That's my guy. And Seton Hall. Um, and what's his name? Adrian Griffin, right? You, you expect to win those games. To beat Howard Isley and Donye Abrams, Right? And BC, you expect to win those games. Like, Daniel Marshall. Yeah, Daniel Marshall and UConn. Donnie yeah. Marshall, Daron Sheffer, those guys. Like, you're supposed to win those games. And as I said, kids, go ahead. Have good, clean fun as long as nobody gets hurt. Right? But, you know, when I was there, we had an institutional arrogance about our basketball program, which carried on, right? Like, 03, not long after you and I both left, won the, won the Final Four, won the whole stinking thing and then um you and i've gone to subsequent final fours the one at atlanta when we lost to michigan on a saturday night i'm still angry about that one and then you and i went to houston when we lost to carolina on saturday Correct. night still angry yep. about that one yep. um yeah expect and, and the same goes for any other classic program ucla who had a big win last night or kentucky or kansas if you're a blue blood program expect success don't rush the court but when it does happen, I think it's pretty cool. I like it. But yes, both can be I true. As yeah, I said, yeah, I'm yeah, no exactly. longer the angry. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, I used to go on rants about this in sports. Like, it's it doesn't really matter. 
have fun, kids. Have have fun. I think it's cool. TJ, have you ever been a part of a court or field storming? I think the only time that I did like that jumps out was my high school won a playoff game the year after I graduated, but they were playing near Pittsburgh. So I went and Oh yeah, I also did in college now I think about it. So yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's you, fun. I'm I'm, cause I'm sitting there listening and I don't know, Andrew. Sometimes I think maybe you take things a little too seriously. Well, no, I, but I just said have fun because like, no, it's, it's, like I don't it, care. You get caught up in that emotion, bro, and and, yeah. and, and it's just fun. You're you're there with your classmates, yeah. and it's the energy. And, TJ, that's what I just said. Yeah. Like I am all for like have you fun. get sucked like into totally it. have fun. Like I said, I I used to be used the to be okay. I used yeah. to be the how dare you do that? I'm not going to say that anymore. But I do think that. As a program, you should expect those victories. Like, I mean, look, you yeah. probably you probably but remember have this. fun. Like both can be true. You know what I'm saying? You probably I remember know. this. '98, the season finale of the football season at the Dome. Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb's senior year, the throwback pass to Brominski to beat right Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody awesome. rushed the yeah. field. It yes. was the most Football. amazing thing yes. ever. It was so great. Or did you? Were you there for that? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And as a freshman in '92, I was a freshman back then. Um, when Gino Toretta and Miami and Rohan Marley came into town with Miami was top five at that point, and it was Marvin Graves and the late, great Chris Gedney and Kadri Ismail, and it came out of the final play of the game. Missile. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they had won, we would have stormed the court. Although I was so hungover, I don't know that I would have made it. <laughs> like, I, there is no way. There is no way. I'm not proud of this. I was quite young. I was a freshman. There is no way I would have made it to the field. And I was sitting in the lower deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Student section like, was I was weekend at Bernie's. I was weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Brew, the, my friends on Brew 11 carried me to that game. You were Travis Kelsey at the parade? They, they, I, Tom no, Brady at the post. I couldn't even get the lyrics out. Yeah, but, he, there were no cell phones then. They carried me weekend at Bernie's style to that game. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we probably would have stormed the field. Pitt anyway, I stormed it against us when I was at Seton Hall, Andrew, and it was nuts. Because yeah. I was doing the radio broadcast. Our entire table flipped. Yeah. I held on to the broadcast thing to keep us on the air. It was nuts. When, I mean, that's but that's the stuff that's dangerous. Yes, because it's it, they could have hurt all the guys that were doing that game, like all the announcers that were sitting there. Right. Like I remember doing a game when I was in college at the McHale Center, University of Arizona in Tucson, and I have never had a crowd. Now Syracuse, we won that day, um, but have never had a crowd closer sitting at the press table. And I don't know if, if it's still the same setup there, but I had students or, or first row. Like right direct, behind. Like, yeah. When I say, I mean like you were queued up shoulder to shoulder in line to get into an like that close to you. And if like those people had stormed the court, yeah, like, you're gone. Anyway, I digress. Let's get and, to the and, Jason Kelsey thing. Yeah, Andrew, one more thing. Yes. It's like, yeah, it can be a safety issue. Absolutely. You know, Caitlin Clark recently got yeah, ran exactly, over exactly. by someone. And I guess I am surprised, I know we're going to move on, to hear that more people don't kind of get injured or mm-hmm. sucker punched or something bad happening. Because, you know, especially football, there's so many people, a player's frustrated, an opposing team, and have the fans come in. LeGarrette Blunt did that once, but mm-hmm. that was to another player, not necessarily a fan. But I guess I am surprised that you don't see more, like, People getting hurt when yeah. this thing goes um, it, it is it is a free for all, and if you're a player, it can be kind of scary yeah. as well. Yeah, right. right. All these people now rushing at you. Yep. Everybody wants a piece of you. Um, yeah. So 
Moral of the story, kids have fun as long as it's 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 safe. Don't be a knucklehead. Fun. Don't yeah. be a knucklehead. Don't be a knucklehead. Always, always good advice. Exactly. Uh, speaking of knuckleheads, one of our most lovable knuckleheads is Jason Kelsey. He is having a moment. He is, he is one of my favorite people. I have the pleasure and honor of working with him during broadcast boot camp this past year where a bunch of NFL players come into NFL Network, and we, as the alleged professionals on the broadcast side, um, do like a three-day three seminar with the players. So like Cam Hayward comes in, Cam Jordan comes in, Jason Kelsey comes in, Kevin Bayard comes in. Um, all kinds of players. Alec Ingold comes in. It's really a cool experience every year. Richard Sherman has come in. All these people now graduate to broadcast jobs. It's awesome. You make good relationships. And Jason Kelsey and I worked together last year. He was awesome. He's going to be amazing. You know, I told him last year, like, you should have taught because there's a podcast breakout session. You should just teach that class here. You shouldn't be sitting there taking the teaching. But anyway, um, Jason Kelsey on his podcast, New Heights, with his brother Travis, told the story of the Super Bowl celebration and that mask he was wearing. Found the mask uh, on the dance floor at Stop the first after-party spot. I went out there to find, we had some friends in the crew from Cleveland Heights. Shout out to Cleveland Heights. Shout out to the Heights, uh, baby, and everybody that showed up, man. Yeah. I love you guys, man. And so much fun. I, I, I left the little VIP area to go find those guys and in route uh, saw something on the floor that was being trampled over. (laughs) I do, but I picked it up and right away I was like, oh, hell yes. Did you at least like just give it a quick rinse under the sink? No. Where was I going to rinse it off, Travis? (laughs) The bathroom. Just amazing. You see a luchador mask, you don't ask questions. You just put that thing Dude, on, baby. That is so funny. I want to know who's sorry it was. to whoever I stole I wanna, it from. Exactly. Whose was it? Like they probably went no back clue. in there looking for it. They're That's like, part the of the beauty of this it? whole thing. It's just like it appeared out of nowhere. Like pink eye can't stop us. I'm I for on. sure <laughs> pink eye. There's no chance I thought I was getting out of that mask without having pink eye. That is amazing. <laughs> and there, there are there are so many IG videos of like Jason Kelsey up on stage with Marshmallow, you know, yeah. the DJ who's yeah, the got DJ. like the huge Marshmallow yeah. head on. And, and Jason is there with the Luchador, the Lucha Libre mask, just shaking it. Living his hammered. best life. Just hammered. I mean, so good. And like there's the one video of like, here's Jason on stage with the mask and then it pans. And there's Travis dancing with Taylor to a Taylor Swift song that Marshmallow was was remixing on the it, – it was – Unbelievable. Anyway, so we showed you the photo in there. We threw the photo in there. And he said, I don't know whose basket was. Turns out it was that young man who you saw in the photo. His name is Elijah Smith. He's an eighth grader in Dallas. (laughs) Elijah Jason would like his mask back. Um, I tweeted the story at Jason this morning. He allegedly has responded. I think he's going to get the mask back. But there it is. Operation Get Elijah His Mask Back is underway. I appreciate everyone bringing this to my attention. Look forward to uniting Elijah with his mask once again. Your mask indeed brings great fortune. I owe you big time. Sorry it was commandeered. Like, that's why he's he's the most amazing person. The way we found out this morning, it actually ran last night on local TV in Dallas, that it was Elijah's mask is that NBC5 in Dallas did a local news story, the local news story of all local news stories, like bad framing and just like, you know, getting facts wrong. But they did a story with Elijah and his mom and dad sitting on the couch. (laughs) 
And Elijah was cool. He's like, I just want my mask back because evidently his parents roll and, you know, they, they, they take care of him. He's been to all four Super Bowls and the mask has been to all four Super Bowls and he wants the mask back for good luck. And that's where Jason said, clearly it brings good luck and good fortune. I will bring you the mask. But I wish we can't show it. it it's not cleared for, for us to show it. But if, if you find the link, I tweeted it earlier this morning. Um, find the link and watch the local news story because it has everything that is local news. Like <laughs> setting up a story that sounds really serious but really isn't. Right. Getting getting some kind of fact or vernacular wrong in the lead because it's a sports story and no one really knows how to talk about sports in local news, right? <laughs> right. And, and then they, they have the family sitting on the couch <laughs> and it's the classic, here's the kid and mom and dad, it, it's mom and dad on either it. side. Yeah, and they have on the coffee table like all their Chiefs hats. gear, like, like so all much their Chiefs hats gear. and like a Chiefs <laughs> wrestling belt and like all these other Chiefs bits of memorabilia. And they wanted that all in the shot. And to set up the shot, then they have to pull out really wide. <laughs> and because they're pulling out really wide, this is way too inside local news. But they have the whole living room in the <laughs> shot. And so they're way in the distance and it's not framed right. And then, because you, you need the hats, right? <laughs> and then it should just be with the kid. But mom and dad are there. And dad's cool. Dad's totally cool. Um, says all the right things. Mom's cool too, but mom clearly is enjoying her star turn, right? So every time the kid says something like, hey, you know, Jason was really nice. And like, I got a picture with him. And then like, he, he, he went away and like, we tried to run after him. And like, it was really loud. And I yeah. saw it on Instagram. Kid's great. But like, mom is sitting there going, ah! Like laughing at everything the kid says because she's trying to like interject herself into, hey, I'm on local news in Dallas. This might be my big star turn, right? <laughs> and, and she was like, ah! like laughing and like laughing at the kid and like turning back to the camera, ah! right? <laughs> to be included in it. Everything the kid says, which wasn't necessarily funny at the time. Um, it was just awesome. 15 minutes. Um, uh, mom and dad, Thad and Sarah. Are you seeing it now? DJ is laughing. What are the chances that he really still? Do you think he kept that mask, Jason Kelsey? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure. Do you think? Yeah, he's he's. I don't know. I guarantee he's a maniac. you. I guarantee you, Jason Kelsey at one point at four in the morning got into an SUV that was waiting outside. There's the still, and he's right? wearing the mask. Yeah, and then. <laughs> He passed out and woke up and it was on like his nightstand or the floor of the hotel room. <laughs> and then I could see him leaving it there when he left. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, then he, he, he threw it into his suitcase and I, but like there's, there's the shot you can see on screen here, all the hats and the pom poms, right? <laughs> we are super fans. And, and like I mean, take it is. out super wide where it's, you know, it's kind of weirdly backlit as well because they, like uh, it just. Wouldn't you just think that was cooler that Jason Kelsey had your mask and like, like, hey, Jason Kelsey has my mask. Keep yeah. it. They keep it. I got, the, I, I got I, the photo I, and that's I, it. I, yeah. Look, I've got eight hats. The right <laughs> exactly. here and knowing the kind of guy Jason is, I, I have no doubt that he's going to A, send the mask, <laughs> along or, with or the and B, yeah. probably get Trav to hook, hook the family up with some seats for the opener. Like, sure. they'll get taken care of because um, I know there's a lot of pushback against Travis and all the attention and his girlfriend and it's it's the classic they love to tear you down because you're on the screen too much thing. They love you then they hate um, you then they love you again. They are both yep. two really really good yeah. dudes. Aces. There's there's really I are. mean there's Aces. no other way to say it. Yep. 
And if you're pushing back to me right now by saying, well, you're too, you're, you're just, you're, you're trying to say that to protect your relationships. No, I, I've done, I've worked with them both. They, they are both really cool dudes and their podcast is like, I actually, next time I see Jason, want to ask him like how you get so comfortable with your sibling. Like my brother and I are great. Like my brother's one of my best friends, but I don't know that I could have that conversation. He's my first best friend. I don't know that I could have that conversation like on a weekly basis that open with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You probably like, could. <laughs> have you tried? It's just like where we're both, you can put, here's what I mean, TJ. You can put the stress, <coughs> excuse me. You can put this, we all have stress and anxieties mm -hmm. and we're all getting pulled in a hundred different places in our lives, right? Family, job, all this other stuff. Like it's hard to find that quiet time where you can put all that aside I get you. and truly connect. Mm. And the Kelsey's have a way of doing it. It's why their podcast is that Very good. good. Yeah. To putting all of that aside and living in the moment and truly connecting and being able to be vulnerable enough to share it with everybody, not just themselves. And that is really hard to do, to be that authentic with someone who you are that close with. I'm not getting choked up by my brother. I actually just got a frog in my throat. Mm -hmm. That close with a family member, <coughs> excuse me, on a weekly basis. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they've got a lot going on and to, to find that time, yeah. like you said, to do but that. But to make it that authentic. And they're very real. Like yesterday yeah, when we saw when Jason kind yeah. of chastised yeah. Travis for what he did to Coach Reed. He's like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, and he, he he was holding his brother accountable, and they they were def they definitely keep it real, yeah. it seems. And, and a lot of people say, oh, we see that on reality TV all the time. The Real Housewives. Is this a baloney? That's all no, that's garbage that's and that's fake. That's, that's all on. garbage oh, and fake. That's fake. Kardashians, Real Housewives, that is garbage and fake. Shut up. Okay? The MVPs of those shows are the editors. <laughs> that's who, all yes. who do that. fake. This stuff is different. Anyway, I digress. Um, we have, uh, wow, if we're playing the I digress drinking game, you'd be hammered, unable to drive home. But <laughs> coming up next, we have legitimate um, good, good things to tell you, or at least updates from Kansas City and Wednesday. That's next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Put your hands together for the most recent Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray of Oklahoma. Where is that trophy right now? I sleep next to it. <laughs> it's on your nightstand? Yeah. So you, it's good morning Heisman every uh, day? Yeah, type. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's right there next to like there's a night table next to Kyler Murray's bed and the Heisman Trophy's resting. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you've had it in your arms like you've been spooning with it by accident? No, no, there's no spooning. There's no there's no Heisman spooning. By the way, I would absolutely spoon with the Heisman if I won the Heisman. Now taking part in the Rich Eisen Show Throw Challenge, Kyler Murray, is this the first NFL Duke ball that you have thrown? That's an NFL. Oh my God! You won't even answer that. Wow! Go for it, Kyler. Go for it. That's one. That's one. Here we go. That's two. That's three. By the way, that's four. Those are all Duke NFL footballs. Just wanted everyone to know that. First overall pick. First overall. That's four. That's five. Wow. These are the footballs Kurt Warner complained about. That's six. That's seven. That's Oh, my goodness. Here, let's get some. Here we go. Keep going. I'm off. You got one more? Hold on. This is getting, this is getting bad. Here we go. No. Yeah, it's getting bad. You got seven for first seven. Good enough. Seven out of ten. Kyler Murray. Good to see you, man. Congratulations. He won the Heisman and, it seems, the Rich Eisen throwing contest in the same year. That's a first. No one could ever take that away from you. Real quick, before I tell you about game time, you guys were playing from the Atlanta Super Bowl there, from the uh, Rams losing to the Patriots, uh, Kyler Murray making the yeah. rounds, and you, he did the show here. One of these days, and I mean this, there may be like an oral history, a 30 for 30 made about <clears throat> his interview day. His interview day. It was yeah. insane. No joke. And yeah. I was part of that interview day as well for yeah. NFL Network. Um, the whole thing was awkward that yep, day. It sure was. There yeah. was an NFL Network sit down sure as was. well, like um, aside from the one that, uh, Terrell Davis and I did. Mm-hmm. There was another one that that had its drama. Um, there was the Dan Patrick one as well. Thing is, uh, industry, you know, behind the curtain, he taped with us first yep. before he did Dan, and so Dan obviously was right. live, and, and that we, was awkward. We ran ours later in the day, but he was super awkward with us. Yep. Then went to Dan, and it was doubly as awkward. It was a bit awkward with was, us, but not super. Yeah. Um. Some of the awkwardness was cut off before we got on. I mean, like it was. 
talk down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird, weird day. Yeah. His people definitely were just like, don't, don't say, don't say And you could see it in the clip yeah. that we showed mm-hmm. of him just throwing footballs and stuff. Yep. He wouldn't even answer the question if he had thrown a Duke football before. Right. Because at that point he hadn't declared yeah. for and it was the like, draft. Well, they told him not to say anything, anything um, about anything. And then halfway anything. through, Brockman's like, oh, he's playing football. I was like, he's going to be the number one pick. Well, and, and, and we, uh, TD, that. good friend, Terrell Davis, yeah. good friend, bless his heart, um, kind of got his words twisted. And when we came on the air, Terrell Davis said, I introduced him. I threw out the first question. Then TD jumps in. He's like, all right, so, you know, you're heading to the NFL draft. <laughs> oh, gosh. Which, which he just didn't hear it. It was loud. It was like, whatever. Just whatever. Yeah. We all say stuff. Sure. And you should see from Kyler and then everyone <laughs> offset. Like, yeah, it was it was interesting. Anyway, it was real quick here. to figure out. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, what to tell you about game time. Um, because with game time, you could, like, go buy a ticket to see somebody like Kyler. You know? Um, frustrating ticket experience. Uh, we've all had them. We're all going to have them. May I introduce and suggest Game Time Tea to find your way around that frustrating ticket experience? It's going to make things a heck of a lot easier. Download the Game Time app right now. You see everything on the screen here. The Game Time app. Go do it. Game Time app from your app store and find a game, a tournament, a concert, a show, the theater, whatever it is you want, because Game Time takes the guesswork out of it and it makes it easy. Um, it's it's so easy to use. And plus, you get money back here. Here Here's a 20% coupon or a $20 off coupon, I beg your pardon. The promo code is RICH, R-I-C-H. After you set up the account, after downloading the app, use the promo code RICH, R-I-C-H, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code for $20 off. R-I-C-H. Game time. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Um, we have news out of Kansas City, um, encouraging news only in that it is a step forward here in the process of bringing justice um, to those who were killed, one dead, and those who were shot. 22 shot on Wednesday. Kansas City police say two juveniles have been charged with crimes connected to that shooting after the parade. A news release from the Jackson County Family Court says the juveniles are being detained on gun-related and resisting arrest charges. Two juveniles have been arrested and have been detained facing charges. Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany, obviously all members of the Chiefs organization were able to get out of there safely, visited kids today. Um, This is awesome. Visited kids at Kansas City children's mercy hospital the good news is all the kids that were admitted are going to be okay they're going to recover physically physically is the key word here but pat and Brittany were there taylor swift has donated one hundred thousand dollars to the family of the mother of two who lost her life lisa lopez galvan and that is how we end our week a triumphant week a sad week the week that we hope gets better next week. For Chris, for Del Tufo, for TJ, I'm Andrew, and for Rich as well. So long, everybody. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.